Hello and welcome to The Two Tones. It's episode 16. Uh, Tony DeBolfo, myself, Tony Moclair. Tone, after the feast <laughs> cometh the famine. <laughs> Yes. Oh, uh, well. It, it was a, yes, it was a light on for cheer, wasn't it, the weekend, Tony, I have to admit. Uh, uh, it was yeah. a great month while it lasted, but I guess um, for the players it was somewhat of a uh, reality check. Uh, well, I always like uh, when there's an economic downturn, they don't say it's a depression or recession, they say it's a correction. <laughs> but uh, look, as, as I always do, one of the first things I do after a game is head to the carltonfc.com.au website and you watch the press conference, and Brendan Bolton, if you don't love that man, please see a psychiatrist. <laughs> the things he, he hammers home, and they, they are great things, it's all about equilibrium. And he was, he was not a man greatly phased by the loss. I think he was greatly educated by it to, um, to a certain extent. And um, it just hammers home the point that there is still a lot of growth to do at the club. Very true, Tony. He articulates the point beautifully. As you said, you know, you can listen to the man talk all day. I certainly could. And what is good too, he, he maintains an equilibrium win, lose or draw. Mm. So um, I, I think he's quite measured in, in his response by and large after every performance, whether it's win or lose. But as you said, um, looking at the, at the loss to North Melbourne... I'm sure reading between the lines that Brendan Bolton um, and the Brains Trust have taken much from that that contest in terms of where the Carlton team is at, where it needs mm. to improve and what needs to be done um, to use that cliche as we move forward. So, um, no, no, it was, it, it's, it, he's so impressive, isn't he, um, mm. to, to, to listen to and... Um, we're in good hands, Tony, it's fair to say. Do you know another thing? This is just before we go and dissect the game further, but this uh, an observation I made. He never addresses the journalist by their name. Have you noticed no. that? He, he does not assume any familiarity when he's in there. He's just there to basically... It's, as, and we've talked about this before. He's perfunctory but without being blunt... Yes, or, um, or or rude, but he's he's. This is just part of the. Uh, it's a duty he discharges, and then he goes. So there's no uh, there's no assumed familiarity, as I said. There's no jocularity. It's just you want information, I'll give it to you, and then I'm on to the next. Very thing true. That I have to do. He doesn't labour the point. No. You know, he answers the questions. It's, it's economy of words. It's succinct. It's to the point. Uh, move on to the next. Yeah. Um, no, no. He's he's very very impressive and. Um, uh, how fortunate we are that he is um, overseeing uh, this rebuild or the reset, as he calls it, of our, of our football team, Tony. Indeed. Now, um, Tony, I guess the, the, I mean, you look at uh, the lack of height that we went into the game with. We were missing Levi. Jammer was a late withdrawal. That obviously hurt us down back. And I guess the, um, the you know the freakish game that Todd Goldstein had. Well, if you look at the at the outcome, Tony, the two best players for North Melbourne were Todd Goldstein and Tarrant. Mm. Tarrant being the key defender. Yeah. In the absence of Cruiser and yeah. Carlton's key forward Casbolt, so all power to North. Uh, they took full toll of the the uh, the adv- advantage there in personnel. Um, it was a slashing game from Goldstein. It started oh, with him. Just, he's I, a, the ruck work and to give yeah. first advantage, first use of the ball to the midfielders was, he, wow, um, he was in stunning form. And I do I do feel for Daniel Gorridge, first yeah. game for the club. Yeah. I mean, he was <laughs> basically thrown to the wolves. But um, as he said himself afterwards, uh, probably what he learned most was that he needs another 12 months in the gym to at least compete with 
uh, Ruckman like Goldstein for strength. Yeah. And uh, watching watching those contests closely, it was amazing to see how how magnificently Goldstein has perfected the art. You know, to jump into Gorringe and just lever himself and get first hands on the ball, and it started from there. And unfortunately, our on ballers really never got a, a mm. look in. I mean, yeah. they were flat footed from the moment um, Goldstein uh, won control of the football and. Um, it pretty much set the tone for the whole day, and there were so many easy clearances to North Melbourne in mm-hmm. the middle that you know everyone was under the pump. And um, unfortunately, the the Carlton players just couldn't find a way out. So well, um, even when he was being rotated out of the ruck and was lurking forward, oh, he was in oh, scintillating form, form there as well. Damaging form there. You know, he, he he's a great player. Yeah. You know, for, all credit to him for the for the performance. Uh, did what had to be done, and he did it with uh, telling effect. Mm. Just want to point out, you know, he's a son of Abraham. There's one club that's done more for, you know, for uh, the chosen than any other, well, and that's the Carlton true. Football Club, that's Todd. Very t- that's very true. Never too late to defect, yeah. Todd, if you're listening. Come on. <laughs> um, now, uh, one thing that uh, that Brendan Bolton did point out, he was asked um, in the, the press conference afterwards, the Green Sprouts, and he mentioned um, the form of Sumner, Byrne and Doherty. Um, Doc gets mentioned pretty much week in, week out oh. on the two tones. Sumner, I'm just a massive fan massive of. Massive fan. Uh, lovely, lovely player, you know, and small man, but um, big heart. Uh, plays tall and yeah. uh, he's, he's, he, run down, he runs down blokes too. He, he's quick across the, the paddock and um, a hard nut, you know. So yeah. um, they're the sort of fellows that Carlton has probably needed in the mix for, for some time and... and um, you think of those uh, those trades, and um, you know, dips Melinda Silvani for mm. for what he's done to get those sorts of players into the club. I think they just bring a, an edge to Carlton that we 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 really needed, and um, also because they've been in the system a little bit, these are the players that Carlton needed to stand tall this year. Yeah, I, I said to someone earlier, Tone, when you talk about the green shoots, what a shame that with those. Those first-year players, we haven't had a chance to see a lot of them. You know, Wietering, Jakob Wietering is yeah. back in the team, which is great to see. We still haven't seen Mackay. We still haven't seen um, Cunningham and yeah. Jack Silvani, of course, yeah. and, and Charlie Curnow's uh, overcoming illness. Um, it would have been great to see those guys getting games into their young bodies. You know, we just have to be a bit more patient. But um, they're, the re- they're the green shoots I really want to see. But for the moment, um, yes, it's, it's those players like Sumner and... Uh, lamb and, and carriage the, that are probably yeah. carrying the can for us. And, the and all the lateral them. recruits, you'd call them, I guess. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, very, very true. Burns' form has, has definitely been oh. interesting. He's great to watch. His oh, turn of speed's fantastic, and he's he's quickly developing football smarts. Oh, he is, he is. He's a smart user of the ball. He makes good decisions, yeah. and he's had a lovely uh, kick also. Um, doesn't seem to panic. I, I recall the week before in that, Port game when the whips were cracking that marky talk yeah. in the last line just to repel yeah. that port thrust late it showed plenty of composure and poise you know for the for the for the moment in the game and you can see um, how more comfortable he's becoming with every quarter that he plays mm. that he feels at home and and I think as a rebounding halfback flanker he's a he's fast becoming a, a an important player in the Carlton machine. And we have to remember also that um, that a player that was probably doing that for Carlton um, until he broke down was Kieran Sheehan. Yeah, and there's another player yes. that hopefully yep. 
coming back from injury is going to find a place in that in that outfit also. So, yes, um, so there is upside. There is upside, yeah. Tony. Amongst the uh, the doom and gloom of that, you know, pretty significant loss to North, mm. we know that there's um, there's going to be a, an upside to uh, to this uh, team as the Carlton story plays out over. 2016. Well, you look at the tutelage of Burns getting also from Simo down back and Doc as well. He's in very good hands here in terms of the leadership that he's getting. Yes. I wanted to speak to you a bit more, Tone, about the game of Gorringe. He's got a number that carries a lot of weight at the Carlton Football Club. Yes, I did pop the question to him afterwards, uh, Tone. Do you know who Wayne Harms is? And he was aware of who Wayne Harms actually is, was, is. And it made the point that, that he wears the, the 37 Guernsey with, with pride. Awesome. And is so proud to be at a, a, a traditional Melbourne club that has given him another chance because by his own admission, he was on the scrap heap when, mm. uh, when he finished at Gold Coast. So interesting with Gorringe, you know, he, he, he acknowledged that, you know, in the context with Goldstein, he was very much up against it. But looking at at Gorringe, um, seems to be an extremely athletic player. And I just wonder, you know, when Phillips comes back, Cruz mm. re- re- returned, whether whether um, Gorringe becomes an option as a, you know, a, a key forward. Mm. To me, he looks like he's mobile enough and agile enough to, to be able to compete in the air and at ground level. Mm. And I'm just wondering whether that may be um, a future role for a player like Gorringe. You know, maybe a, a key position that gets an odd go at it as a pinch hitter in yeah. the ruck, you know. Um, well, one question I asked myself looking at that game of the weekend was, and I don't know the circumstances, but whether Cameron Wood might have been a better option on mm. Goldstein being the, the, you know, the, the bigger body, the more experienced player, and you had Gorringe playing also in 10-minute bursts uh, to yeah. give Wood a spell, maybe going forward. might have been interesting to see how that would have panned out. But, however, I think... With uh, Daniel Gorringe, we, we, there's a little bit there, I think, that um, uh, I think Carlton can work with. And mm. he may become, you know, a, a very important player to us elsewhere yeah. um, as our ruck, ruck stocks um, are bolstered again. So what do you, what do, you do in a situation like that? Because he said he, he, by his own admission, wants another year in the gym. I mean, does he, he's putting on weight, muscle, conditioning, body strength, all that sort of stuff. What, with an eye to becoming that swing role ruckman well, and, you know, lurk down forward? Well, I think first and foremost he is a ruckman, yep. a ruckman slash forward, and I think he played most of his football as a follower with uh, the Suns. Uh, but in saying that, you know, I, I, I just looked at him and, I, and I, I was so impressed by his athleticism. You know, we saw that Jackie Chan, you know, mid-air kick yeah. for that goal out of nowhere, which <laughs> yeah. was a brilliant bit of play, actually. And just you just see that um, that he has got the wherewithal um, in terms of his athleticism uh, that uh, with it hopefully comes a versatility, you know, that he, he may be able to tie down uh, a key forward post just as much as, um, you know, following duties against the likes of Goldstein and Co. So we, wait, we await with interest. Well, we do, and we um, no doubt um, know that he'll do that number proud and hopefully in a grand final against Collingwood... Find the ball, you know, uh, kind of rolling somewhere around Punt Road and just gently tap it back. Was it in or out, Tony? Just a very interest. Well, you ask the great man himself. He always says it's out. He just yeah. loves to see people's reaction. Um, <laughs> on that, I mean, it's my dream, as you know, Tony DeVolfo, to open up our own 
drinking hole for the two tones and to call it the Wayne Arms. That's, that's where people can come and watch the game and just basically we'll have that that 30 seconds of play on repeat from the well, 1979 Grand well, Final. Well, you, I'm, I'm hoping that after this uh, this podcast, Tony, you'll be heading down to the uh, Great Northern to um, make a, uh, a, a, a business offer to the proprietor down there. Yeah, watch me go, watch <laughs> me go. Now, um, another interesting thing, but uh, he's a, a definite favourite of the two tones, but the great man him spoke, he came down from the mountain with two tablets, Jakob Wittering. Wasn't it great to see him back in the fold, Tony? It was, it really was, but I, I was, um, he, he was on, and I, look, I'm very sorry for not being able to remember the name of the show that he was on, but it's on the Carlton website, you can see. Uh, Future Stars. Oh, yes, on Sunday. I saw yes. that. Yes. Now, um, they do their research on that show and good on them. They were talking to Jakob about a game he was playing in the under-16s. Yes. Did you know about this, Tony? No, go on. Fill okay. Me First half, he kicks 14 goals for his team. Then they say, the opposition are a bit under, man, would you mind playing for them? No problem. He swaps sides and kicks another eight. <laughs> And now it's, plays in the back. Well, there, there's a, uh, a you know a, a T-man, if yeah, ever there was one. Exactly. And um, wasn't it magnificent to see him just you know slot back in. You yeah. know, uh, you know, it, it, it is. You have to sort of pinch your cheeks to remind yourself that this kid's in his first year yeah. at the top level, and he's it's hand in glove. Like he he he, he comes back in. He's missed a fortnight, which is a real shame because mm. you know two of the great performances, particularly the Port game, and. Um, it's just business as usual for for um, the great man, and um, you know it's ju- you can just see that as he grows into the role, it becomes a linchpin of a of you know um, a, a very sound Carlton defence, mm. and um, it's exciting. I, th- I think that's what what supporters should glean most out of the year to see the development of these kids, and how you see the improvement not only game to game but even quarter to quarter. Mm. You know, it's that dramatic. Yeah, um, and. Yes, it's just it's just when I see Jakob Vitering play, I just remind myself how fortunate we are to have a player like that at our club, and um, the future's bright with the, with his likes um, going around in the dark navy blue, Tony. That's that's for sure. Damn right. Well, now we uh, I guess we must turn ourselves to the almost melancholy duty of doing <laughs> yeah. the three, two, one. Tone. Yes. Well, I said to you that I said to you off air, didn't I? That um, we've had problems in recent weeks um, with the voting. Yeah. In terms of who to who to um, leave out, whereas this week the problem is who do you put in? Mm. Uh, it wasn't easy to come up with three, uh, you know, best players for Carlton. But I'll I'll throw to you first, Tony. Be interested oh. to see your uh, how you assessed it. <laughs> Gee, that's hard. Um, well, I'm going to go uh, one vote to Daisy because I liked his oh, game. Okay, yes. Um, it's, I think he's one of those players that we're all watching closely because of the you know couple of years he's had. And that on-field leadership, I think, is still um, standing out and I just love the way he goes about it. Um, Byrne, I'm going to give two votes to because he just continues to mature and uh, give us great run off the half back, and I just love his his footy smarts and and watching them develop. And I'm giving three to Sumner because I'm just a big fan, 
And um, I just think he's just one of those players who, um, no matter where the team is at, is contributing the whole time. And well, I love that. Yes. Uh, I uh, actually pitched for Sumner for one. Yeah. I, gave, I, I agree with what you say about Liam Sumner and a great pickup he has been for the club. Two to Kieran Byrne. I thought he was outstanding as a rebounding halfback and you can just see you know, how a vital player he's become in that uh, defensive six. And Sam Doherty, I went uh, three yeah. votes. Uh, I, he's had had an, an absolutely stellar year. Yeah. Um, I'd say with Gibbs, he's probably leading our best and fairest at the moment. And um, how lucky we are that we we rest him from Brisbane's grasp because yeah. um, he uh, he's he's got a big heart. He plays uh, out of his you know weight range. I reckon uh, um, just a very very uh, good player for for Carlton and a great leader for Carlton mm. too. So there, there are my three, two, one tone. Not going to argue with any of those. Now um, it's Carlton v Geelong, Sunday, 29th of May, one ten pm. Um, boy, do these games always have? Well, something interesting always happens with Geelong, and um, they're a great rival. They're a team that I find very hard to hate. I do like Geelong, mm. and and I really look forward to Carlton Geelong games. Yes, and we've got the the cats on the rebound, obviously. So it it, it ain't going to be easy, that's for sure. But but. Again, it's a challenge that presents um, or presents a new challenge for, for the Carlton team on the rebound also. Mm. So it will be interesting to see how how the players pick themselves up off the deck after that pretty sound defeat, the hands of North, to take on another team that's obviously um, mainly a fairly concerted mm. um, challenge for the 2016 Premiership. So, um, a, again, these are opportunities for Carlton to really, you know... Um, Make an impression. Um, let's see how they respond this week, Tony. Uh, um, this question without notice, Tony DeBolfo, but um, do you know who's back from injury? Um, do you know what the th- That's a very good there? question. I suspect that Phillips the Ruckman is still another week away, yep. um, unfortunately. Um, uh, I don't know who else is knocking on the door at this stage. Um, I, I suspect that we pulled up okay. Um, after the North game. So um, I don't have an early call on who may be um, knocking on the door. The only thing I will say there is that I think Christian Yarks yeah. has um, been in reasonable form. So we may well have uh, Yarks and Yarkob um, <laughs> going around in dark navy blue uh, in the main game on um, on Sunday afternoon, Tone. That's good. We're all about the soft J's here <laughs> at uh, the Two Tones. Yeah, you like um, a Yarlsberg, do you, Tone? <laughs> certainly do. Um, now, Tone, um, I mean, I, I know I bring this up a lot uh, whenever Geelong are mentioned, but that notorious game here at Icon Park. Yes. What year was it? 99 or 2000? The uh, 2001. Yes. Were you the, at that game? I was at that game. I was up in the press box, which was overlooking the dugout where it was all, it was all That's, happening. Yeah. Um, and um, how... Melbourne ever got out of this ground alive is is beyond me. They, I, I, you know, it, it's often mentioned the ghost tour tours of, of Princess Park here, Tone, uh, that incident with Silvani. You know, people that may not remember, you know, Silvani was well, basically decked yeah. by Melbourne. Um, shocking, a shocking incident. Um, uh, the equivalent of the killing of Bambi, as, yeah. as people uh, will remember. And I, I do recall, um, you know, seeing the. Uh, it all it all erupted when Milburn running off the ground gave the salute to the Carlton 
faithful. Not and his that smartest was, move. It wasn't the greatest move yeah. of all time. And they, they say he was holed up in the rooms for two hours after the uh, game because there was a welcoming committee, uh, you know, out on the, on the grass here waiting for him. And the story goes that they got him out and, uh, with a with a hessian bag over his head. So, <laughs> so uh, there's there's no love lost there. No. Um, you know we don't forget here at Carlton Tony and um, the supporters that were there. Um, you know were were baying for Milburn's blood. And you remember um, Justin Murphy who was on the bench at the same time. Yes, in a Geelong strip. Yes, and 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 shaking his head at yeah. Milburn. You just wouldn't, don't wouldn't do sit that. Next to him. No, and, he and, moved and, down the other end of the bench from memory. Well, now, well, well played, Murph. Mind, yeah, Justin well Murphy was uh, a pivotal player in the '99 prelim final. He was, he was, and he went awesome. down with a knee a week later. The uh, fickle nature of football. Uh, there you go. It's a cruel beast. Uh, now, um, before we go, Tone. Um, I just want to let everyone know that to celebrate the AFL's Sir Doug Nichols Indigenous Round, the Carlton Football Club has created a limited edition membership with proceeds to support Carlton's Sid Jackson Scholarship. There are two packages on offer which both contain a variety of benefits, including a special player card pack. The pack features 10 of Carlton's past and present Indigenous players, such as Cyril Mann, Justin Murphy and Mark Naley. You'll also receive a specially designed membership card featuring Blues Indigenous star Andrew Walker as well as a premium medallion club level two reserve seat for our round 10 Sir Doug's Nichols Indigenous round clash with Geelong. Head to carltonfc.com.au for more details. And I've seen the cards, Tony, and they're truly collectible. So, um, yes, it's a nice thing that the club has done. Great work, and there's some great players in there too. Um, Tone, we will uh, reconvene in a week's time to discuss how Carlton have fared against Geelong. Looking forward to it, Tony. Until then, go Blues. This has been Tony DeBolfo and Tony Moclair on the Two Tones. <laughs>